Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to TC Live, wrapping up action from the Western and Southern Open in Cincinnati. We are presented by Expedia. Just a couple weeks until the U.S. Open and the last big tune-up for everybody. Here's what's coming up over the next 30 minutes. After a disappointing end to his Wimbledon run, Rafa Nadal looking to launch his U.S. Open hopes tonight in Cincinnati. Plus, Emma Raducanu doubled down on her Tuesday night win over Serena with a dominant display against another future Hall of Famer. And the legend, Billie Jean King, shares her thoughts on Serena as we continue our tennis honors series. More love for the GOAT tonight on TC Live. Come on into the studio. Thanks for staying up with us. Steve Weissman alongside Chanda Rubin. We've got John Wertheim over on the big screen. John, it's like 1.30 a.m. How are you holding up out there? Uh, we like three set matches, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been a long night. Wow. TC live after dark, Chanda. This is how we roll. I mean, we love it. It doesn't we, matter what time of day, Steve. We're going to bring it. We are going to bring it. And we start with all eyes on Rafa Nadal playing his first match since he had to retire from Wimbledon with that abdominal injury. Nadal's got some good vibes in the Queen City. Won the title back in 2013. Put his teeth into that Rookwood Cup. He beat John Isner in the final. Roger Federer in the quarters. One of his 36 Masters 1000 trophies. But he has not made the trip to Cincy since 2017. Taking on former world number 12. Born at George Chanda. Rafa's first hardcourt match since the Indian Wells final. Yeah, it was a tough start for Nadal. He had set point there and really butchered that swinging forehand. The double fault to end the set. It was a hard-fought battle. And you kind of felt like it gave George a real advantage to get that first set tucked away. But Nadal never goes away easily. He fought back in the second, got a little more aggressive when he could, using the forehand there to get the break of serve and was able to close it out. Started serving and volleying a little bit more, coming into the net at the end of that second set, and that got him over the finish line. But in the third, George was impressive. He did not lose his belief. He had the wheels around the court. This was an incredible get and just outmaneuvered Nadal. But it was a few points like that where George was just a little more confident down the stretch, used the backhand, which is his big shot, but the forehand was also doing the damage. And it's just impressive stuff in the end, the way he withstood some of the barrage from Nadal in the middle of this match. And then when it was time for him to step in, he was able to close it out beautifully. That is big time. Born at George, 10th career top five win. His third over Rafa Nadal. Here's what Rafa had to say after inside the press room. I'm sad to, to, to not play well here. Um, this tournament is enough important. But in that in that moment, I have to move forward mentally, you know. And uh, in terms of practice, I need to start to 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 be in a Grand Slam mode, uh, practicing uh, the way that I need to practice to to be competitive since the beginning there. And I hope I will be able to make that happen. 
He's got to be in Grand Slam mode, John. What is your view now after this match of Rafa heading to New York City? Yeah, he can use the time off to sort of re reassess what happened. There seemed to be a lack of confidence. We were all looking at the serve, and would that be impacted by this abdominal injury? That did not seem to be the case today. It really was just playing some tight, big points. He's going to New York. The player who ostensibly would be the number one seed, and Djokovic would be the favorite, and Djokovic as of now is not in the draw. So Nadal has to be considered a favorite. This is not the tune-up that he needed, but I do think an extra week off in sort of the, the best of five format, I, I think will help him. But th this was not uh, one of his prime performances tonight. Yeah, certainly Nadal would have wanted to get a few more matches in. This was not an easy one. He's lost to George a couple of times before. Uh, so, you know, this was a match he had to battle in. But you thought when he won that second set that he had kind of turned things around, that he was going to get that extra push. He had loved 30 early in the third, just was a little bit off. And that's kind of to be expected because Nadal is so underdone in matches recently. And the first match on hard courts just takes a little getting used to. Hopefully he'll get right back to it and we'll kind of build on this even though he lost it. Got to give some props to Borna Chorich. Yeah. Joins Novak Djokovic as the only active players to win a winning record against Nadal having played him at least four times. That's big time for Borna Chorich. Uh, more highlights. We got Nick Kyrgios and Taylor Fritz. Two of the hottest streaks on tour right now, John. Fritz 12-3 and three in his last five events. Kyrgios 15-2 and two since the start of Wimbledon. This was speed tennis. Yeah, it was speed tennis, especially because one of these players stayed hot and the other one was uh, the, the Tesla without the charge. This was not <laughs> Nick Kyrgios' day. Taylor Fritz won his first match in under an hour. Who would have would have Nick Kyrgios as his next opponent and actually get off the court after. 16 aces for Fritz to seven for Kyrgios. We break the third for Taylor Fritz in part because of the pace of play. This match went really fast. And this is a nice win for Taylor Fritz. This seemed like a, a tired Nick Kyrgios on the other side of the net. He's played a lot of tennis. Remember, Kyrgios has been playing a lot of doubles as well. But this was... All Taylor yeah, Fritz. Uh, how often do you see Nick Kyrgios broken three times in eight service games? This is 50 minutes. Taylor Fritz advances. Taylor Fritz will face Andre Rublev next. Meantime, on the ladies' side, couple major champs. World number one, Iga Sviantek, taking on Sloane Stevens for the very first time. Chanda, I was wrong in my prediction. Well, but Steve, you were close. I mean, this match was tight, and it could have gone either way, but Sviantek was just impressive. There was a lot of fantastic rallies with the Sloan Stevens forehand really doing some damage. But Sviantek, she's been so clutch in big moments. She's had the ability to yeah, stay in there, point in and point out, and that's what got the job done in that first set. She was just a little more solid when she needed to be. Got up in the second and looked like it was going to be more routine. A beautiful volley there, but Stevens made a bit of a run. She would win three games in a row here to get it back to five all, and that's been one of the things we love to see recently in Sloan. The ability to fight and go into the battle, but in the end, Sviantek was just too tough. It was a fun match to watch. Sviantek getting the edge. 50th win of the season for Iga Madison Keys next. Last night, Emma Raducanu playing some clean tennis to defeat 23-time major champ Serena Williams in straight sets. 6-4, six, 6 love, 14 winners, just one unforced error. Said after the match, she probably has about 12 hours before coming back on site to face another future Hall of Famer. That 
would be Victoria Azarenka. And Emma finished with a bagel against Serena. Started with one against Vika, John. Yeah, this looks like a defending U.S. Open champion. Um, boy, talk about uh, piggybacking. Remember, Raducanu closed out that first set yesterday against Serena. Six love and then a six love set. She won 17 straight games over those two matches against, as you say, Steve, two future Hall of Famers. Emma Serving was just ridiculous today in her returning. At, she won 24-38 return points. Um, she, she broke serve every time except for two. This was just an absolute demolition over a two-time major champ in Azarenka. And for Emma Raducanu, a player who's had a sub-500 record this year, everywhere she goes, she's the story. She beat Serena Williams. And to back that up with a win like this, just a comprehensive defeat over a player like Azarenka, that's a really good sign going into the U.S. Open, guys. She talked about beating those two legends in less than 24 hours. I think after the tournament, I actually have to, you know, take a step back and be like, look, you just beat like two unbelievable champions. Like it's a pretty good achievement. So you got to, you, you know how difficult the wins are to come by. And um, yeah, I, I definitely want to soak them in. Two big wins in 16 hours, Chanda. John mentioned it, 17 games in a row against Serena Williams and then Vika Azarenka, the only player in tennis history to take bagel sets off of Serena Williams and Victoria Azarenka. Is U.S. Open Emma Raducanu back? Well, it certainly looks like, you know, she's pretty close to that. I mean, you remember those matches at the U.S. Open where she was beating players so handily, and it just seemed crazy that she was winning these one-sided matches with so little experience. But to start doing it again here against these two opponents, and, you know, we know Serena maybe wasn't quite at the level she would have wanted to be at, but we don't talk enough about the confidence a player gains when they are, are able to beat Serena, when they're able to go to war, battle, and come out on top. And I think for Kanu, we saw a different level of confidence in her against Azarenka. That was not an easy match to win in such a one-sided fashion, and it was impressive. We'll see if she can keep it going. What did this say to you, John? Yeah, I, it's, it's crazy thought, but uh, title defense. No, I, let's not get ahead of ourselves. But remember, Emirata kind of qualified for the U.S. Open last year, and then she won the seven matches. She's trying to win three straight matches for the first time all season when she plays in Cincinnati for her next match. So she is rounding into form. It's been a very up and down year, but boy, she really built on that Serena win. Also, I think the fact that she came, I mean, you just said it jokingly, but I think it's a serious point to have a win like that over Serena Williams with everything that that entails meant to come back 12 hours later, a day match and to do it against another multi-time uh, major winner, I, I think that's really impressive. And uh, this is a nice little burst heading into the U.S. Open. It's her first top 30 win since winning the U.S. Open last year. Hard to believe that, Chanda. She gets Jessica Pagula next, the top-ranked American. What do you make of her chances in that match? Yeah, I think this will be another uh, tough challenge. Jess Pagula, she has been playing terrific tennis. She's a big hitter. She's been moving well and playing confidently, singles and doubles, so she can play in all those different areas of the court. I think this will be a good one for Raducanu. I still give Pagula the slight mm -hmm. edge, and I think, you know, she won't be surprised. She knows Raducanu is coming. She's going to be prepared, and I think that will give Pagula that additional edge just with the way she's playing but be interesting to see how Raducanu steps up for even more on Emma Raducanu rediscovering her form check out tennis.com Steve Tigner great piece online right now we've got more highlights from Cincinnati coming up on TC live plus the U.S. Open announced its wild cards today so who gets the gift of playing in the year's final major you may be surprised
TC Live is presented by Expedia. Made to travel. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Chanda John, Steve, back on TC Live, presented by Expedia. Less than two weeks from the year's final major. Every morning, tune in for Tennis Channel Live at the U.S. Open. Join me, John, and a special guest for a two-hour pregame show. It all begins Monday, August 29th at 9 a.m. Eastern, as all eyes will be on that woman, Serena Williams, in what will likely be her final U.S. Open. The great Billie Jean King honors the 23-time major champion. You want to talk about Serena? It could take all day. I think that we've been very blessed to have Serena Williams in our sport. Great athlete. A lot of people think she's the GOAT, and I think every generation gets better. So right now, she's the GOAT. Serena's transcended our sport, gone way beyond the boundaries of just being an athlete. Uh, because of her stature, uh, using tennis as a platform, way beyond just the sport and giving back. There's one thing I always say about Serena. Serena, you have the best serve ever in tennis. And the guys agree with me. Best serve ever in tennis. The king called her the goat. Drop the mic right now. When we come back, the number one American, Jesse Pagula, lost a doubles partner. But her solo career is thriving. Find out which big act she takes the stage with next. Ruben Wertham Weissman back on TC Live. World number five, Casper Rude coming off the semis in Montreal. He's having a great season, career high. But he had never faced Ben Shelton, the reigning NCAA champ from Florida, went full Gator John, chomp, chomp. <laughs> It was uh, less than 90 days ago. Uh, college tennis and Ben Shelton yeah, was outside the top 500. Well, no longer. He won his first round match and said, boy, I've won my first Masters 1000 match. He got a step up in yeah. opponent in Casper Rude, and his game was up to it. Style and substance. Watch some of these points here. Watch the wheels. Watch some of the shot making coming up right here. Not bad, huh? You're beating the reigning Roland Garros finalist, the top five player, and you pull off a shot like that late in the match. Couldn't script it much better for the 19-year-old lefty. And this was just, just a terrific match. I mean, he served well. He only dropped eight points on serve on 44 points. Um, Kasparou did not look like a top five player. Ben Shelton looked like a real hummer. That's a big win, guys. Already guaranteed 84 grand for making the third round. Another 60K for the U.S. Open. That decision to return to Gainesville getting tougher and tougher. Thanks for the Twitter follow, Ben. Uh, All-American battle, Francis Tiafo taking a 3-0 record against Seb Corda onto the court tonight. Would he stay perfect, John? 
Francis had a very nice first win over Berrettini and then looked very good to start this match. A lot of flashy shot making, typical Francis, a lot of emotion. And then Seb Corda essentially said, time for me to start dictating here. And uh, this is just sort of, Sebastian Corda for a young middle 20 something player really has veteran techniques. He doesn't uh, get too high, doesn't get too low. He picks his spots like that one right there on his way back into this match, served much better in the third set. And boy, Francis, uh, we all love the flash and we all love the game. A lot of tight losses for Francis. Nice win for Corda. That's a, not such a nice loss for uh, for Francis. Nice sportsmanship at the end there for Corda. See what it means to set four American men into the third round, most in nearly 20 years. And then top-ranked American on the women's side, Jessica Pagula taking on the qualifier, Marta Kostyuk. Super tight first set, Chanda. Yeah, clutch volleying from Kostyuk to get that first set. Took a lot of energy, though, and Pagula, she has really settled into being a top player. Didn't panic, took a lot of the information from the first set, got more aggressive, started using the forehand, which is a big weapon for the American. And pretty one-sided second set, kept that momentum going in the third beautifully opening up the court when she had opportunities there moving forward playing in all areas and that's part of where that double skill set has mm. come into play but in the end just too much experience too much firepower from Jessica Pagula a fantastic three set win as we mentioned she's going to take on Emma Raducanu in the round of 16. Angebur in action against the hometown favorite Katie McNally beat the American on her way to her first title last year in Birmingham. This was much tougher, Chanda. That was, but Jabur, you know, really put her foot on the gas in the first set. Was able to come up with some nice passing shots like that last one. But McNally, she has gained some confidence, and she didn't go away. Started playing more in those areas where she's comfortable in the midcourt at the net. And just going for her shots, she had the crowd behind her. We heard Owens kind of say at the end of the match that the crowd was mostly against her. <laughs> McNally got that energy and really used it beautifully to take it into the third. She would have match points, McNally would. But Jabur, she has been so clutch getting to number two in the world and just gaining that kind of confidence in big moments. And in the end, it was Jabur, after saving a few match points, getting some match points on her racket as well. This came down to the wire, but Jabur kind of does what she has been doing, and she found a way to win and get it done. But credit to McNally, who's had a terrific couple of matches in this tournament. Hopefully she can keep that going, but a nice win for Jabur. Everyone hugs Ons, whether they win or lose. Doesn't matter. She gets all the love. Our Expedia match summary, Jabur had to save three match points. Total points dead even. Said hopefully this tournament is starting bad and finishing great. She is one in three career head-to-head -head against Petra Kvitova. That win coming this year in Sydney and said she's going to have to play better against the two-time major champ. Time to enter the social net. Big news today. U.S. Open wild cards were announced on the men's side. We got 2020 champ Dominic Team, veteran Sam Query, and Emilio Nava picking up the non-earned spots. John, what do you make of it? Yeah, not often we see a guy who won the title just uh, two years ago needing a wild card, but uh, glad Dominic Team will be back, who is riding a seven-match U.S. Open win streak. Let us uh, point out he did not play last year. You see the reciprocal wild card. Hugo Umber, I mean, this was the top-ranked French player at the French Open. So uh, this is someone who could use a bit of a boost. Steve, you said it earlier. I mean, $75,000 is first-round prize money. 
that's really significant to players that are trying to jumpstart a career. So uh, you look on the, on the women's side and uh, a lot of familiar names there too, huh, Shanta? Yeah, nice little group of players. We have the reciprocal wild cards at the bottom, of course, uh, but Venus Williams, Sophia Kennan, Grand Slam champions. You kind of expected them to be able to get those wild cards. Hopefully they can make use of it. But some nice ones in Coco Vandeweghe coming back from injury. Elizabeth Manlick, um, Malikova's daughter, who's yeah. playing terrific tennis. She has. She's been fun to watch. Uh, so hopefully we'll see some of those names make some noise. She won the wild card challenge for the USDA. JJ Wolf won the wild card challenge on the men's side. Uh, and then you got Ben Shelton, Lerner Tien, who won Kalamazoo, Elena Yu, who won the hard courts in San Diego. And just want to mention Tracy Austin's son, Brandon Holt. He got a qualifying wild card, as did Wimbledon junior champ Liv Hovde. Thursday's coverage begins once again, 11 a.m. Eastern. We got you covered on TC Live. Who knows? It might be 1.30 a.m. the next day. We never know. Back with more after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody's favorite hot shot of the day. It could have been Ben Shelton, but instead, a little double. Stefano Tsitsipas, Holger Rune, Chanda. And this volley tips the net, and Tsitsipas still tracks it down and makes that amazing shot around the net. See, he kind of just had to get to it and slap at it, but this was terrific stuff. It's pretty athletic. That's movie. amazing. I love it. So goes we're right around the, the love post. Too. We got to do singles. We got to do doubles. Yeah. Get everybody uh, in this. And one of our friends on Twitter sent that in. I was like, I, I told Husky, we got to get that in there. That's, that's good stuff. That's a good one. I approve. All right. Look, look at uh, the featured matches on Thursday. It just gets better and better. Got the All-American Seb Korda, John Isner matchup. Iga Sviantek taking on Maddie Keys. Pagula, Raducanu, Chilich, and Alcaraz under the lights. Let's head back to Cincinnati for a preview with Danny and Prakash. All right, Steve P, a spot in the quarters up for grabs on Thursday between Taylor Fritz and Andre Rublev. Who do you give the edge to? Uh, for me, it's pretty clear. I'm going to go with Taylor. He does have a 3-2 head-to-head, but he won a big match this year, semis of Indian Wells, and I just think he's been playing better tennis as of late. Rublev has thrown in a, a few suspect losses recently. I think below his level, he lost to Nishioka in D.C. He lost to Evans, and, and he didn't look great last week either. So uh, I think I'm going to go with Taylor, especially when he sat here on the desk talking about I love the way his ball feels I like playing Andre I don't know if anyone likes playing him but if Taylor if you feel that good I'm, I'm going with you it's gonna be great action here in Cincinnati on Thursday looking forward to it oh great stuff as always thank you Danny and Prakash taking a look at the DraftKings Sportsbook match preview for tomorrow a couple of young stars Yannick Sinner the favorite over Felix Ojealiasim but FAA beat Sinner earlier this year in Madrid 6-1-6-2 so that could be a good play. And then take the games plus 110 as well. A reminder, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers can bet a dollar and win $100 if any point is won. If you're not in a sportsbook state, download any of the apps and play for thousands every day in DraftKings free-to-play pools. Use the code POINT when you sign up. All right, let's 
furthered the discussion that Prakash was having with Danny about Taylor Fritz, Andre Rublev. The head-to-head -head goes in Fritz's favor, including their last matchup, Shanda. Yeah, I, I think those most recent matchups really have a little more of an effect. And I think for Rublev, you know, that was a tough loss. I remember him coming to our desk in Indian Wells after. He was pretty down about it. Uh, you know, so that can go either way. Maybe looking for a little bit of revenge. Maybe that motivates him a little bit more. But I think these conditions suit Taylor Fritz. And he has been playing terrific tennis. That win against Kyrgios, pretty one-sided. And when you're that confident, I mean, that's another intangible. And I think the matchup just favors Fritz. He doesn't mind the power. Uh, he doesn't mind sort of that one speed from Rublev. And Fritz has been so good battling back with power of his own and also just being tough in long rallies. Yeah, he really has. On the verge of maybe cracking the top ten, John Emeraticanu actually was practicing next to Andre Rublev earlier this week and said she just stopped practicing and was looking at him hitting his forehand because he hits it so big. And then she tried to mimic it. And she said, I started hitting the ball bigger. Uh, what do you make of her chances against Jesse Pagula? If she can bring Andre Rublev's forehand to the match uh, better. I mean, it, yeah, how, can we just back up? I mean, how, how much do we love this sport? I mean, 72 hours ago, we would say that, that's an absurd question to ask. We're talking about the highest ranked American woman who's won dozens of matches. Emma Raducanu has been struggling mightily. And all of a sudden, two really nice wins for Emma Raducanu, and we can have a serious discussion. I mean, I, I think Pagula will be the favorite, but boy, you uh, put a bagel set up against Serena Williams and then come back losing just two games to Azarenka and suddenly your whole perspective has changed. You're back on hard courts. You seem to remember how you can win matches. You have the U.S. Open and all those good vibes coming up. This suddenly becomes a very intriguing match and a bigger test for Jesse Pagula than I suspect she would have thought uh, just a few days ago. But I, I think Jesse Pagula pulls us out. I think just too, too steady off the ground. All right, we're looking forward to it. That wraps up a Wednesday, Thursday edition of TC Live. Good work there, John. 2 a.m. and just pulling through for us. Chanda killed it as always, and so did that man. Born at Chorich, born again, takes out Rafa Nadal. Thanks so much for tuning in to TC Live.